The left-wing Disney Corporation is showing its wokeness by attacking parental rights. The so-called progressive left is pushing Americans further away. Plus, despite the silence from the media, the crisis at the southern border is getting worse. All that and more. I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour. God bless the United States of America. Okay, friends, welcome to the show. Happy Friday. I hope you had a great week. If you're new to the show, thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to start with the Walt Disney Company because this corporation has clearly lost its way. The company that for decades specialized in wholesome entertainment and family fun has now become a tool and mouthpiece for the radical left. The company has become obsessed with gay and transgender issues and has now planted itself firmly in opposition to parents' rights. Just like other far-left elitists, the leadership of Disney thinks they know more about your kids than you do, that they should be the ones in charge of indoctrinating children on woke activism, critical race theory, and sexuality. We are talking about children here, and Disney and the left want to start that indoctrination at a younger and younger age. This brings us to Florida's recently passed law known as HB 1557, which prohibits classroom instruction on sexual orientation and gender identity with children in the third grade or younger. They are children. These topics should be discussed at home at the appropriate age and time. There are plenty of other things that could actually be taught in school. But as we've seen, more and more schools want to focus on white privilege or racist math or drag queen library day. Parents don't support this. But guess what? Disney does. Well, at least the leadership does. Rank and file employees, that's another story. Jose Castillo is a current Disney employee who is running for Congress, and he has a different take. Um, I'll, I'll say this first. You know, I don't speak for the Walt Disney Company, but it's very evident that the Walt Disney Company does not speak for me or for the silent majority of uh, Disney customers who support this. So, as a matter of fact, we're lucky to have someone like Governor DeSantis in Tallahassee that is speaking for us, and that's what I'm hoping to do, to go speak for the silent majority of Disney customers. You know, my, my phone's been off the hook. Uh, I've been getting emails, uh, messages on social media from Disney customers from all walks of life, all lines of business, telling me, thank you for standing up. Uh, we feel like we don't have a voice, and, uh, and we're, we're glad you're, you're, you're doing this. So thank you, Tucker, for the opportunity. Good for him for speaking out. And it's like you could imagine, most of these folks who work for Disney just want to do their job, and yet they feel that woke radical politics is taking over. The employees don't like it, and parents don't like it either. Here's more. I think, I think there's a huge misconception that everyone here in uh, you know, Central Florida and Disney are you know, raging liberals, and we're not. You know, we're, the problem is that we're a silent majority, uh, the, the small minority that's very vocal. Uh, there's this saying, squeaky wheel gets the grease, and that's yeah. what's happening. You know, this is a company, they're basically, uh, they're capitalists, right? So they're listening but they're listening to the people that are more vocal. And the silent majority, us, we need to be more vocal, we need to stand up, and uh, that's why I'm here. That's why I hope to go to do in Washington, stand up for the people, for conservative values. That's the voice of one employee, and he clearly speaks for many others as well. Unfortunately, the left-wing leaders at Disney have a different agenda. And you may have seen from leaked videos, corporate executives are bent on pushing a woke agenda in their movies, their theme parks, and in their government lobbying. Disney has now banned the use of greeting kids with the phrase boys and girls because somehow that's not inclusive enough. Seriously, 
This is the new Disney in action here. Here's one of the videos designed for Disney employees, which talks about Florida's new law. When they can erase you, when they can criminalize your existence, when they can demonize who you are, the next step is to criminalize you and take your kids. And we're already seeing that in Texas. So the slippery slope between these ugly messages, um, you know, emanating from legislative leaders in our state and then amplified by our governor, whose spokesperson immediately began calling everyone who opposed this bill uh, groomers, a.k.a. pedophiles. The so-called ugly messages coming out of Florida's legislature and Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is a new law that is supported by the majority of Americans, regardless of party. In a recent survey, even the majority of Democrats support the law. It's about giving parents control over what is appropriate for young children to be exposed to in school. That's it. Plain and simple. But for Disney, it's all about going woke and their political activism paints a clear picture of who is in charge over at Disney. All right, next let's dig a little deeper into those who make up the woke radical left. But first, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search on my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. So next let's talk about the woke radical left. Who are they and the issues they are pushing? because they seem to be getting louder and louder, and the American people have had enough. From school board meetings, to product boycotts, to simply tuning out from the leftist rants, normal everyday Americans are rejecting the grip that these radicals currently have on American society. But who are these people, and why are they so influential? Neil Patel, who's the co-founder of The Daily Caller, has a great article that digs into the leftist agenda, and he found that these so-called progressives represent a minority of the Democrat Party, but they are also the ones driving the policy. According to Pew Research, the so-called progressive left makes up only 6% of the American population and 12% of the Democrat Party. This small group is overwhelmingly white, nearly 70%, young and highly educated. They are also extremely engaged politically, voting and donating to candidates at a higher rate than almost any other political grouping and they are overrepresented in many key positions of influence, including academia, media, Hollywood, and increasingly, corporate America. Incredible. Our schools, our movies, our news, all are being driven by a group that makes up 6% of the population. White privilege, safe spaces, segregated graduations, those woke efforts are being led by liberal elite white people. Isn't it interesting that the party who says that they're all about diversity and inclusion and tolerance is pushing policies that resemble America of the segregated era? What happened to the great American melting pot in a colorblind society? Here's more from Patel on the mindset of the woke radical left. 75% of the far left thinks other countries are better than America. Fewer than a quarter of all Americans share that view. 60% of the far left wants leaders who identify as socialists. Again, less than a quarter of the general population share that view. 62% of the far left feels that success in life is predetermined, yet another view shared by less than a quarter of all Americans. Similarly, the vast majority of so-called progressive left sees America as fundamentally racist, a distinctly minority view among the general American population. 
Their views are so far out of the mainstream, and that is one reason why Democrats are in such bad shape right now. For one, they have a terrible leader in Joe Biden. Biden is failing on every major issue. His approval rating is dismal, but when you break down the polls based on issues, there's not one issue where a majority of Americans feel good about his leadership. Not one issue. Then we have this woke left who pushes issues that make the rest of us say, what? What are you talking about? Defund the police? Sex surgery for kids? Open borders? Boys and girls restrooms? The list goes on and on, and it has backfired. Independents are leaving Joe Biden and the AOC-style Democrats. They are tuning in to the Republican Party because, if anything else, Republicans are offering sanity. Safe communities, strong families, opportunity for all. These are not rocket science issues. Yet now, in 2022, they seem almost profound because what we are hearing from the left is just so out there. But this is a look at the radical left, a sliver of the population who is finally hearing the collective voice of real Americans like you and me. All right, next let's talk about the ongoing crisis at the border after a word from our sponsor. I want to tell you about my friends over at Worldfair. If you have a photo of your childhood home, your favorite travel spot, your hometown football stadium, whatever it is, Worldfair takes that photo and turns it into a hand-drawn work of art. These sketches make great gifts, moving announcement cards, invitations, and more. So many possibilities that Worldfair can do for you. And all you need is a photo. Just use the link in the description and use coupon code BOBBY13 for 10% off your next purchase. So next, let's talk about what's going on at our southern border. Because if you thought the problem has miraculously cleared up simply because the media aren't talking about it, think again. 2021 reached a 20-year high in illegal border crossings thanks to Joe Biden's open borders policies. He stopped construction on the wall. He stopped the Remain in Mexico policy. And he spread the word that if you come here illegally, nothing will happen to you. You'll be flown to somewhere in the country where you can just disappear. And so the numbers keep climbing. Here's former Border Patrol Chief Victor Manuarez on the situation. Well, we've already probably hit a million uh, uh, arrests along the southwest border. And it just uh, they're waiting for the end of the month to be able to calculate those numbers. And so we expect that probably within the first two weeks of April, where those numbers officially come out, and it certainly will be over a million. Over a million illegal border crossings so far in 2022. Nothing has changed from 2021. The Democrats are letting this happen. The vast majority of these people are not fleeing political persecution. They are not proper asylum seekers. Yet Biden administration is funneling all these people through a process that was meant to handle a fraction of this amount. So people are released and told, hey, Come on back for your court date. What do you think happens next? As far as the entire year of 2022, Manuarez has a dire prediction. Well, you, you know, uh, most people were talking uh, uh, just under uh, under 2 million, but I think it's going to be further than that. I think it's we're going to be hitting around 2.5, anywhere from between 2.5 and 2.7 million for the year. Because what we're forgetting is that the only tool left in a toolbox for the Border Patrol mm. is Title 42. Mm -hmm. And that's the, the discussion is about ending that relatively soon. Once that happens, the floodgates will open like we've never seen before. Just for reference, Title 42 is a measure from the CDC, which was put in place by the Trump administration 
of March in March of 2020, and it allows border authorities to immediately expel migrants who attempt to cross into the U.S. on public health grounds without allowing them a chance to claim asylum. It's estimated that the policy has been used more than 1.7 million times. Now, Joe Biden wants to end that policy, which means, as Manuara has mentioned, that the floodgates will be opened. Without Title 42, all these migrants will overwhelm the asylum process, which is actually what the open borders Democrats want. Swamp the asylum courts with people who do not qualify for asylum. Rather than make them wait in Mexico, they're released into the country. In the meantime, we see increased crime, increased gang activity, and a massive increase in fentanyl and other drugs. Here's more of what to expect if Title 42 expires. So the goal, I'm told, will be to process people as quickly as possible. So you're going to see what agents call curbside adjudication. Migrants fingerprinted and photographed in the field, then released immediately as asylum seekers. So instead of one million migrants being turned back as they were last year under Title 42, they would be released into the U.S. Even though fewer than 10 percent actually qualify for asylum, once here, 75% never leave. The CDC is supposed to make a decision again on Wednesday. Only 10% actually qualify for asylum. Yet 75% who come in never leave. That is what we are facing. And it is a direct result of the Democrats turning away from safety and security for the American people and embracing politics instead. Okay, so we've had woke Disney, a look into the radical left and the Democrat-led crisis at the southern border. We need to ask them, do you have a relaxed brain? I got what you call like, I don't know, a relaxed brain. Okay, let's start our relaxed brain Friday with Kamala Harris because she truly gives Joe Biden a run for his money when it comes to speaking nonsense. Check out these recent comments from Harris that I think have to deal with COVID in the economy in Jamaica, but I don't even know. We also recognize just as it has been in the United States for Jamaica, one of the issues that has been presented as an issue that is economic in the way of its impact has been the pandemic. So to that end, we are announcing today also that we will assist Jamaica in COVID recovery um, by assisting in terms of the recovery efforts in Jamaica that have been essential to, I believe, what is necessary to strengthen not only uh, the, the, the issue of public health, but also the economy. Would you like some croutons with that word salad? What is that? One of the issues that has been presented as an issue? And she said, America will assist Jamaica in COVID recovery by assisting in the recovery efforts. I don't even know what to say, but not to be outdone, we have Joe Biden, who as I covered on Monday, gave three speeches last week and had to be corrected three times. Here's Biden talking about his plan to combat high gas prices. Under my plan, which is before the Congress now, we can take advantage of the next generation of electric vehicles that a typical driver will save about $80 a month from not having to pay gas at the pump. So Biden recommends that all Americans go out and buy electric cars, spend tens of thousands of dollars right now so that they will save $80 per month on gas. There are just no words. And how about some headlines from the Babylon Bee? First, we have this breaking entertainment news. Corrupting our youth. Popular Disney mascot roaming park without any pants. Oh my gosh, I love that one. But then in political news, it appears we have chaos at the White House. 
I can't work with this man. After repeated gaffes, Biden's teleprompter resigns in disgust. That's just great. You never know what Biden is going to say, and the teleprompter has had enough. Friends, that's our show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. And don't forget, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search on my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. Thank you so much for tuning in. Our next show is going to be Monday evening at the usual time, 6.30 p.m. Central. Until then, I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour.